0: Apologies accepted. The The podcast. podcast. And it seems like we have a lot of lag going on right here with our Zoom. So hopefully that improves. Um, My network improves.
1: That's me trying not to talk over you.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm I'm holding back. (laughs) Don't hold back, Theo. Don't ever (laughs) hold back. Express yourself. Is that a song? Um, uh, Probably. I don't know. Okay. Don't Look Back. That's a song.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Okay, uh, sure. Uh, so it's the 10th of no the 12th of December. you just had your anniversary speaking of the 10th of December. Happy anniversary. Yes. How many years has it been now? It's Thank you so guess. much 15. We have been years? legally
1: married for four years and we have been uh, living together for 18. Wow yeah and
0: is it the same anniversary for both?
1: I thought you' were gonna, the same guy <laughs>
0: same guy for both. <laughs>
1: is it the same guy? <laughs> Wow. I thought you got
0: legally married a long time ago.
1: No, no. So James so proposed. Confusing. Okay. So here here's what happened. In okay. 2006 they passed uh legal gay marriage in the UK and James is a British citizen. Yeah. And so yeah. I have not surprising a complicated birthday situation where I have two birthdays. One is on March right. 25th and the other is on March 26th and it's a long story right. that I'm not going to sh- I'll Happy to share it, but it doesn't matter. We'll be on the air for four hours. So, so I have two birthdays because my mother forgot when my birthday actually was.
0: Right?
1: She went into labor on the 25th. And then one day we looked at my birth certificate and said the 26th. And she was like, they gave me a C-section. They knocked me out. I was in labor forever. I thought you were born on the 25th. I didn't need to look at your birth certificate to know when you were born. And I was like, right. I always knew I was adopted. I hate you. I hate everybody. I hate life. So um, so I had my family birthday, which we celebrated on the 25th, legal birthday on 26th. There's my complicated story, okay. short version. And so um, in 2006, on my birthday, the first of them, yeah. on the 25th, James yeah. took me out to dinner. and We were in L.A., and our two of our best friends came with us, and we walked to a restaurant, highly unusual in L.A., but we did it. And we walked like 10 blocks, right? Okay. Um, and then... Had a very nice dinner and then we walked home and James was like really busting a pace to get back to the house. And I was like, There's this is why we don't walk here. Right? (laughs) We got to the house and then next thing I know, he's down on one knee with a ring proposing at midnight between my two birthdays. Oh, well, so he went to a lot of effort, but also there was, it showed me like, there's a lot of respect for my stupid birthday situation that I've created, right? right. right? But I also Aww. blame on my mother. Um, so cool. And I was like, yeah. And the reason why I've had plenty of people post-marriage to me, right?
0: <laughs> of, course. <laughs> of course. Who hasn't?
1: <laughs> Who? For sure. All, all the time, nonstop. Um, yeah. But you know... When you can't get married and somebody says, let's get married, it's sort of like, okay, sure, we'll pretend, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, But when James did it, it was like, wow, there's some real teeth here because uh, legally he can now. It's legal now, yeah. So we were going to fly to the UK and do it. um, And then Uh fast forward like 14 years, we finally did it, right? Because. This whole thing of like, oh, if we get married, so and so can't come, and I really want them to be there. Oh, where are we going to get married? Let's do it in Scotland. No, let's do it in Australia. No, let's do it here. Uh Oh, what season? And it was just like, listen, Princess Diana, marriage doesn't have to be complicated. You just go and get a piece of paper, a priest spits on it, and you're done. Yep.
0: Yep. My spit joke went nowhere. I thought for sure you were going to be like, (laughs) what? Uh, I was just going along with it.
1: Oh well. I didn't have anything because this pit was the joke. And so uh, we'll, move, we'll move from that. Um, so, yeah. So, so anyway. So have been married four years we've legally. We've been married four years. We've been together for a long time. But the reason you thought we were married longer is that 2006. Uh, James yeah. gave me a ring. Um, okay. Which a very nice ring. And so, yes. And here we are. And, uh, and I have every expectation that uh, next year we will also still be together. Celebrating an anniversary.
0: <laughs> well, that's very encouraging and positive. So, yes, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. Um, my anniversary is the 20, 20th, I believe. Um, and it was 2003, so that makes it 100 years ago.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: And we're going to be in uh, Joshua Tree to celebrate Christmas So on our anniversary. So uh, I don't know what we're going to do. Theo's giving me some hotel, hotel. Um Restaurant recommendations, so we'll probably go out to eat if we do go out. Um, don't know, we'll see. And then Christmas is coming up, so we'll have our Christmas podcast, which the topic of which is yet to be determined. It'll be decided
1: it'll be Christmas. Yeah,
0: yeah, it'll be Christmasy. Yeah. There'll be a Christmas apology if we have to invent
1: one. I'll make one. Uh, that's it. <laughs> no, I have. I I think I have a good subject. We'll we'll see if you oh, agree. Yeah, we'll save it. Last year we uh, did
0: sweaters. Sweaters with dicks well, on them, I think it was.
1: Uh, I Yeah. So I don't I don't want to say now because I don't okay. want to set it up, right? Because if I okay. offer this idea, then you're like, no. Nah, and then the audience <laughs> is like, yeah. We'll hear about it. Uh, but yeah, cool. so it's time for What's Shaken Bacon.
0: Oh, my God. It is time for What's Shaken Bacon. I totally forgot.
1: Which we kind of did. Your anniversary, my anniversary.
0: That's what's shaken. Uh, yeah. What else is shaken,
1: Theo? Oh, well. Um, sad news this morning on december 12th a sunday ann rice passed away at the age of 80 yeah and i am
0: she was that old i didn't realize she was 80
1: i didn't realize she was 80 and i have to say uh it's the news that made me very sad i i felt it? it when i saw it you know like oh oh no Oh, no. And I've never met Anne Rice. I have no reason to be sad other than I've read 4,000 of her books. And she was a very important early influence on me as a writer and as a vampire. I'm just kidding about the writing part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I met her once at a hotel I worked at. She came in um, to get a room. And yeah, and, and she talked to me for a few minutes and she seemed a little bit standoffish, but, you know, fine. She seemed fine. And she didn't cause any trouble over the night, so you know it was a successful Glad. interaction.
1: All right. <laughs> Glad you know that. She
0: moved to Southern California, didn't she? After um, after the hurricane.
1: I'm going to say I lost. I so I read a lot of Anne Rice up until about a certain point, and then I stopped reading mm-hmm. Anne Rice. Um, and much as I enjoyed her, it was sort of like I've, sure. I've read enough vampire books—thirty of them. I'm I'm done, right? Right. Um, and so she she. Went from uh, writing about vampires to writing about Jesus. She became very Catholic. She went back right. to the religion and and was super, super Catholic. And then she left Catholicism again for the same reason she left oh. it in the first place. Um, okay. And somewhere within all that, she moved to Southern California. And there were reasons for it. And, and I don't know why. Hurricane might have been one, but yeah. I, I think it was something more like Oh, I don't know. So, she got involved with a with a Catholic organization that was based in Southern California, oh, okay. whatever. I, I but see. I, I think I'm filling that in, right?
0: I wonder how she felt about her earlier novels when she was Catholic again. If she oh, felt not, that they were blasphemous.
1: Well, I don't think she I read an interview with her and and I should have gone back cuz I knew I was going to be talking about Anne Rice this morning, um, but I didn't. And so, yeah, <laughs> there was there was a little bit of um, oh, I'm There was a little bit of contrition. I was very hard on the church in some of my work, but I was feeling X, Y, or Z and very angry about her uh, first child's death, which is what Uh, uh, spurred Interview with the Vampire. The whole reason that she wrote Interview was her daughter, and I forget her daughter's name, died at the age of five of leukemia, and so Uh Anne Rice wrote a vampire book about a little girl vampire and what she was doing was rescuing her own daughter from death by writing about a girl oh, that could never die. Right?
0: Didn't realize but that. Interesting. That's why
1: vampires. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Uh let me rephrase that. That's not cool. It's it's very tragic. But uh, her husband, very Stan, was the uh star of the family in the early days. He was a professor of poetry at oh, um, I forget the school, um, whatever in New Orleans. Okay. And um they were drinking a lot Delay? because no of the grief of their daughter's death. And uh, she would spend the weekends drunk in the bedroom, writing her vampire yeah. book while her husband wow. had a bunch of grad students over who were all like, oh, you're Dr. Rice. You're so smart about poetry and tell us everything. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah. And when uh interview was first released, it, it, it did nothing. Um, and then for some reason in... In the late 70s, it started to pick up traction as kind of a cult thing. Uh, so oh. there's this idea that Anne Rice wrote Interview with a Vampire. It was an immediate success. And that's not what happened at all. The book was kicking around for a really long time. It eventually just caught wow. on. Wow. Right? I did not um,
0: realize that.
1: Yeah. So kind of kind of cool story. So Anne, um, we'll miss you, but I uh, miss Octavia Butler more because I would still be reading her. Um, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, on a more pleasant note, I embarrassed the fuck out of myself at Starbucks on Friday. Oh, good. Tell us. Yeah. So Excellent. I go to a drive-thru and I have my coffee. Yeah. And uh, the guy was killing time because the coffee was taking a while to get there, you know. And so yeah. he said, Oh, so are you doing anything this weekend? Are you busy? And I was like, Oh, no, you know, we have a friend coming to town and that's kind of that. And I said, What about you? I bet you're busy on a Friday. And what I meant was, I bet this location is very busy serving uh, coffee on Fridays. And what he uh-huh. heard was, he is sexually active on Fridays. I bet you're a whore. Because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> what he said was, I beg your pardon. But I was like, I'll he bet- did really. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, he was gay, right? Wow. So, so, uh, and like we clocked each other. Right. Okay. So he knew that I was gay. He was clearly gay. Yeah. Right? Um, And so, uh, yeah, I think I think it was something like that. But anyway, I, I was. That's kind of um, funny. Deeply embarrassed, and it was like, oh god.
0: What did you say? Oh, I didn't mean you. Did I, I meant the store.
1: No, I no, I didn't say that at all. I, <laughs> 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 oh, I would have melted into the floorboards had I said that. <laughs> No, I just said I said exactly what I said to you um, Yeah I meant, you know, I'll bet the store is very busy on Friday And, uh, yeah It was not fun funny. feeling like the creepy old man hitting on uh, Hitting on staff Yeah, yeah. That's oh, why
0: I like not going out Because I don't embarrass myself for You often. don't
1: hit on people accidentally <laughs> You're so wise Stay home <laughs> um, okay and so I'm going to ask you about Children of Men because you saw it but uh, I want Before I ask I want To share with everybody that Once upon a time you recommended A movie to me we're friends I did? We make recommendations to each other all the time
0: huh. Uh-huh. I value
1: your recommendations I pretty much always follow up on your Recommendations right say read a book I'll pick it up right Flip okay. through it sometimes I'm loving it Sometimes it's like What, um, <laughs> what the fuck is this shit yeah totally. Movies Totally. And vice versa, yep. right? I That's yep. how it works. And so sure. everybody who doesn't know about friendship, that is how it works. And so um, <laughs> way back, oh, I, re- I remember it way back right. when I was uh, living with my roommate and didn't have a lot of money and VHS was still a thing. Uh, you yeah. had recommended a movie to me, which I went to get, which was Reservoir okay. Dogs, right? Oh, okay. And you said. Yeah, it's a comedy. It's so funny. And I watched that entire (laughs) fucking movie. (laughs) Waiting for it to turn into a comedy. Oh boy. And when they cut that guy's ear off with a razor. Oh
0: my God. He laughed so hard.
1: (laughs) No. I was like I can't believe I recommended
0: that movie to you. Well, as a comedy. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I thought it was funny, but <laughs> I, I would not you expect you to think it was funny. That's so oh, no, strange. I, didn't.
1: I was quite traumatized. <laughs> by, when did the you film watch something, ended. or did
0: you stop? Oh yeah, you watch something?
1: I, was, I watched. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a good movie, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It was yeah, a yeah. good movie, but you're right. It had had. I known what the movie was about, and of course, I didn't read the back of the thing or anything. I was just sure. like, cool. You know, this popular, great. I'll watch it. Um, so no, yeah, <laughs> no, but it, I, again, well, I it was a have good movie. That experience.
0: Yeah. I did not have that experience with Children of Men*. I was not horrified by it. It was, it was, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I watched the whole thing, which almost never happens anymore with movies. So I watched the entire thing. Um, I thought it was interesting and I don't know. I don't really know what to say about it. I hadn't, I hadn't prepared my speech about Children of Men*. I I remember. I remember it, which is another thing that I almost never do. So so that was good. (laughs) And I really liked the woman that played the mother. Um, I thought she was a really good actress. I don't remember who she is, but
1: me either. Um, I think Clive Owen was great in it. He just set a really good tone of kind of doom. Yeah. Doom. Yeah. Doom. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and then. It's a very sad ending. I made my sister watch it, and she watched half of it, and then she picked up her iPhone and would peek up really every now started... and then. Yeah, she wasn't into it, yeah. and I was like, "And I back." Was, in the... I was
0: into it. It was a little bit, uh, a little bit too close to home these days. I think yeah. just with all of the apocalyptic stuff that's going on in the movie, and kind of apocalyptic stuff that's going on in real life right now. So I was a little bit uncomfortable with that aspect of it, but I think it was a really good story, and I, I, I enjoyed the movie. So thank you for the recommendation.
1: You are welcome. And so what about you? Um, how is your week and what is going on?
0: What's shaking bacon? What's shaking um, bacon? I'm looking for a personal trainer. So if any of our thousands of listeners know a good personal trainer, um, either virtual or the San Francisco area, I would appreciate a recommendation. No,
1: no, 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 no virtual trainers. No. It's got to be in person. I have person. to do
0: virtual. I'm, I'm not going to go to a gym.
1: Um, it's, it's full of germs. They can come germs. to your house.
0: Well, that might I'll, work.
1: There... Germs, you know, they make you stronger. Germs yeah, do.
0: but that doesn't have anything to do with COVID. <laughs> I mean, COVID does not make you stronger. So I do not want to get COVID. Um, I will not go to a gym, but one of the women that I interviewed has a gym in her home. So she would train me one-on-one in her gym in her home, which I would feel more comfortable with. And it's walking distance from my house. Oh, so okay, that's really good. The problem is she's really expensive. Um, it it's more than I had planned to spend. I was thinking maybe $400 a month or something like that. And this is more than that. I mean, it's, it's more, more than 10 cents more than that. So, um, I'm not sure it would be, A good idea. But the good thing is that she doesn't expect me to sign up for six months or anything like that. It's just month to month. And she seems to have her head on her shoulders about nutrition and stuff like that. So at least we agree with each other about that sort of thing. So I think it would be good. Um, I've never, no, I have had sort of a personal trainer once I used to go to boot camp, which is kind of similar, I guess. Um, And I really liked boot camp, but I'm too out of shape now to do boot camp. So I need somebody to take me from the ground floor up to fitness basically so that's that's what's shaking bacon in my life right now
1: that is huge bacon that's stupid <laughs> that doesn't and
0: be- you're you're gonna get a personal trainer too right
1: i am yes uh going to join a gym because i am not afraid of germs and also do they have
0: gold's gyms in austin
1: no okay. yeah of course i, I they do.
0: used to like that one i don't know i don't know how big it is
1: yeah oh it's it gold's is everywhere um okay. it's even overseas. Um Oh wow. And yeah, I really uh obviously not a commercial. Um I really liked Gold's Gym specifically because the first time I joined Gold's Gym, which was my first time joining a gym, I just picked Gold's because it was close to my house. The uh-huh. guy that was signing me up said, "Listen, I have to let you know this isn't a social club. People aren't <gasps> here to make friends. There's there's yeah. no hanging out and talking in classes or uh you know this is, it was a very small gold's gym right right uh, and he was like you know the, the focus here isn't getting in shape and i was like that's exactly why i'm here i have friends
0: right right right
1: totally and yeah. uh and he was right like people just didn't hang out It wasn't talking you they weren't making Good. friends they were there to work and that was it and that really um Helped me form my my what focus no my mm-hmm. my viewpoint my perspective there we go on working okay. out yeah so I, I became a rabid gym rat and it was awesome and so yeah
0: I think it's a little different at the Gold's Gym in the Castro
1: oh yeah that's a that's a <laughs> bar without alcohol yeah yeah I dragged you there to work so. out when I was. At the it was height fun. of my craziness, um, yeah, it, yeah was it, w- it was fun, um, but it was uh, it was also like I dragged a friend to a gym to work out with me. That's <laughs> the level of weirdness i was at well with that was out.
0: probably when i was pretty much at my fitness peak as well not peak but i was uh, on the way there or something like that because i was running a lot and i was doing all that kind of stuff i never usually do so um it was not completely out of the question for me to go to the gym with someone <laughs> <As> <laughs> yeah, yeah, be exactly. now. i mean if someone suggested it now i'd be like do you know me <laughs> <laughs> right, now we would me? stay
1: home and bake pies
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've got the pie thing and everything. So I'm I'm cool. We can make bun cakes and uh, totally awesome. Cool.
1: So. A, well, let's open <laughs> a bakery in old age together.
0: Oh, all right. That'd be fun. A bakery bookstore.
1: You sold. Done. All right. Guaranteed. And we'll call it Eat and Read. No. We'll all right. Call sounds it, good. We'll figure it out. We'll call it something. Hey, <laughs> speaking of forming businesses.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Let's talk about we
0: are 20 minutes about, into we actually it. Have a, we actually have a podcast today that we're going to talk about, and it's about Better.com, which is um, a company that specializes in fast, low-fee approvals for mortgages. Um, so I think that sometime last month, TechCrunch reported that Better.com um, was getting a bunch of money from its backers sooner than they expected. And promptly after that, the company, which is valued at about $7 billion, announced that it was laying off 9% of its 100,000, 100, 10,000-person staff. So what happened was that day, it was a Wednesday, um, Better.com closed their office and sent out an email invitation at noon for a twelve-fifteen meeting, which A, unfair, um, B, what, Um and then the founder and CEO, whose name is Vishal Garg, who whose equity in the company is worth a billion dollars at least, delivered a short speech informing employees that they were being terminated. And he said, in part, I come to you with not great news. The market has changed, as you know, and we have to move with it in order to survive so that hopefully we can continue to thrive and deliver on our mission. This isn't news that you're going to want to hear, but ultimately it was my decision and I wanted you to hear from me. It's been a really, really challenging decision to make. This is the second time in my career I'm doing this, and I do not want to do this. The last time I did it, I cried. This time, I hope to be stronger. We are laying off about 15% of the company for a number of reasons. The market, efficiency, and performances, and productivity. And then he said, if you're on this call, you are part of the unlucky group that is being laid off. And once he was done talking, the meeting ended abruptly, and the employees' computers automatically shut off. So yep. harsh,
1: um, harsh, stupid, abrupt, yeah, rude. Yeah. yeah, stupid. yeah, all, um, all of it. Who
0: let him talk? <laughs> Where was HR? Where was communications? Uh, obviously, he sort of overran them and said, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to do it. And I'm the CEO. So fuck you.
1: And, right. And so uh, that's the part of this that was really troubling for me. I have friends that run companies, right? No yeah, brag, sure. um, yeah. but uh, and they're small companies; they're not big ones like this. But you know, uh-huh. they have to make decisions about finances and keeping the company alive and letting people go. Yeah. And COVID was hard for yeah. everybody, right? And so I, I asked uh, my two friends, "Hey, if you delay people off, how would you do it? What would you do, right?" And of course, yeah. they they gave me the. And I've had to fire people. You've probably had to fire sure. people, right? Sure, love um, it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I hate it, but what, what can you do? Anyway, it doesn't matter about Gotta all that. Do it. And so they said, they both said, independent of each other, that they would have the the. They basically said they would just go to the the direct line reports and say, yeah, hey, um, you need to let your team know. And yeah. that's what makes it personable when you are letting somebody go. It's not fun to talk about people being laid off. We've probably all been laid off to a certain— Sure. Well, not to a certain degree. You're either laid off or you're not. But, I mean, everybody's been laid off, or most right. everybody's been and laid off.
0: Best to do it in the kindest way possible, and the way, best way to do it is with people who who know you who and you who, know. who can be compassionate. Right,
1: right. And so doing it over a Zoom call to 900 people, I get that's a lot of people. And he was probably like, "Oh, this is my decision, and I really want to bear the the responsibility of, yeah. of I'm taking the blame." So on one hand, it's kind of like, "Okay, you're taking ownership of your decision, and you're the one delivering the bad news." There's no way that you can personally tell 900 people,
0: right?
1: Sure, you could do it's it in Zoom in and in a call, but like that right. really just reduces people to what they are, which is cogs in the machine.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes yeah. it very clear that yeah. people are, are um, interchangeable or what's the word?
1: Uh, dispensable. disposable, Dispensable. Something
0: like that. Yeah. And and it was a surprise to a lot of people. So one guy said that he had had a positive performance review call with his manager in the morning before the, morning the layoffs were announced. And another one who uh, asked to be anonymous for fear of retaliation said that he was shocked. He said, I thought I was safe. I had perfect reviews and thought I was an integral part of the team. It's a bummer because I know I worked really hard to help build up that company and it looks like I'd just wasted my time,
1: yep. And uh, uh, Vishal, yeah. Vishal Garg, Garg, which is a name yeah. straight out of Game of Thrones. Like, is it? I, oh, well, not really, but I mean, it could be, it should be. that's, <laughs> no, that's mean, rocky uh, name I, I if I've ever Game heard one Stop. <laughs> right now. Okay, no, 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 okay. it's not your show, you wouldn't like it, but um, yeah, so. it's kind of the name of a villain It's like Darth Vader's second cousin. Vishal Garg (laughs) is here. Um, So, yeah, uh, Vishal went on to blind.com and commented anonymously that the people that were let go were stealing from better.com. Some of them were only working two hours a day.
0: Yeah, he said at least 250 of the people terminated were working an average of two hours a day while clocking in eight hours plus in the payroll system. They were stealing from you and stealing from our customers who pay the bills that pay our bills. Get educated.
1: He sounds like a charmer. <laughs> I didn't even read all of that. Uh, that is totally. There's a, I hate to say it, there's a lot about him that I find kind of funny. Um, I mean,
0: <laughs> funny he's in a, a bad jerk. way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's a jerk. He,
0: he had a, He's absolutely a jerk. He had a call with the employees that were not laid off half an hour after the layoff call, and he said to them, you will not be allowed to fail twice. You will be encouraged to fail once, but not allowed to fail twice. Not meeting deadlines will not be acceptable. And he said he was trying to create better 2.0 with a leaner, meaner, hungrier workforce, and that the company had hired the wrong people and had lost $100 million in the previous quarter. Uh, So he insulted everybody. He insulted people that he let go. He insulted people he didn't let go. Um, He said that um, he told Fortune that the company's management reviewed productivity data to determine which staff to let go. So they looked at the number of phone calls that were answered, missed, and placed, and they looked at client meeting attendance. So they were basically spying on their people to see who was, was and wasn't doing what they were supposed to be doing and just let go the people who weren't, supposedly.
1: Right. And that, of course, puts productivity in this thing that can be quantified by numbers. So how many people have you met with, right? Not how many great ideas did you bring to the table? What accounts did you save? Um, What processes or efficiencies did you put into place to make things better, right? What problem did you spot? No, just how many
0: minutes were you on the phone? Yeah. Yeah.
1: How many calls did you make? I can call my sister 40 times a day, everybody. I mean.
0: Right, right. Totally. And people probably did um so he told the um an employee who was upset about the layoffs he said leave now and save us both the trouble you're likely super well paid email me directly and we will pay you to leave early so we don't sit here waiting for you to show up with your end of the work that needs to be done and then get left holding the bag so he was really good at insulting as many people as he possibly could
1: oh wow uh yeah
0: yeah, he also insulted um, the, uh, a top investor um, several months before laying off those people over the Zoom call. Um, there's a dude named Howard Newman of the investment investment firm Pinebrook Partners, who wrote a letter um, expressing his concerns about the plan that, that Better.com had to go public. So I'm not going to go into all that going public stuff because, uh, frankly, it bores me. But um, but it's was my plan. It's money. It's then, really, yeah.
1: Yeah, bottom line. It's and, money for the company and money for the investors.
0: Right. And Newman didn't like the way they were going about it. And um, he he, uh, he expressed his concerns. And Garg responded in an e- email copying almost all of the Better.com's investors, calling Newman sewage, an ingrate, a thug, and a miser. And then Pinebroke Partners sued Better.com. And the case was See, settled in November.
1: I'm sorry. Calling somebody sewage and... A miser. I know. It's, I know. you really going it, it's, over the top. It's funny, but it's also it's. And so this is the thing about this story, right? The story yeah, is yeah. not about Better.com, right? Uh-huh. It's not about corporate America. The story only becomes about the CEO and his behavior. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, going to be some problems around yeah. him, and he's going to be spending a lot of time in court because I have the feeling that. Uh, The walls are going to start tumbling down We will see Yeah,
0: well we'll talk about that Um, So the current and former Better.com employees Told Motherboard that Garg's run-in with um, Howard Newman Was typical of Garg's management style Which they described as unpredictable And sometimes vindictive So his reputation as kind of an asshole goes back to at least last year when Forbes revealed the contents of an email to employees from Garg. This is the one I like the most. Uh Hello, wake up better team. You are too damn slow. You are a bunch of dumb dolphins and dumb dolphins get caught in nets and eaten by sharks. So stop it. Stop it. Stop it right now. You are embarrassing me.
1: (laughs) I should laugh. No, it's great. You know what it is? a horrible email to get. It's, um, it's on a winter dolphins, right? It's, it's this idea yeah. of the person. I hate to say Donald Trump, but it's also kind of Donald Trump. Yeah. I'm gagging yeah. while I say that name, but you know, it's the, it's this CEO that rises above humanity to <laughs> shit on everyone. Beneath them. Yeah. And they get away with it exactly. for years and years and years and years and years. They do. And it's part of their charm. It's part of their story. It's who they are. They love poking right. their eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's this guy.
0: Yeah. And he absolutely, um, there was one dude, employee said that he had to get his kids out of the room before company meetings because Garg tended to use foul language and he didn't want his kids to hear the language that the CEO of his company was using. Oh, well, hey,
1: listen, that's not a problem here, so fuck that guy.
0: (laughs) That's right, he's a dumb dolphin. (laughs) And... when one guy one executive tried to compliment the team um, by sending an email in September saying happy Friday we've helped save our customers collectively millions Garg uh, tried to argue with him saying the customer experience was still lacking and the employees weren't pressing a title insurance partner hard enough he said you need to press your partner to the point of breaking then break them break them please share the aggressive (laughs) I am going to break you tactics punish them punish them like they just stole candy from your little sister and until you fight for the consumer, you are getting my love. I
1: like, right love? now I that is somebody I'm gonna hang out with and have fun <laughs> dinner with and a great conversation. And he's uh. but would I work for that guy? No fucking way.
0: Oh my god, I want nothing to do with them. It's like that uh that TikTok thing see a toxic person, walk the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know that TikTok, but it's a it's a sound. Um anyway, so The Daily Beast noted that um, Garg had given one of his, quote, loyal lieutenants, Alana Noller, stock options worth tens of millions of dollars, plus $8,000 a month for two homes and other perks. No other executive at Better.com seems to have received a similar deal. Um, And Noller left the company after she was placed on administrative leave for alleged bullying and other workplace grievances.
1: Yeah. So it's a good thing they handed her all that money so she could take it with her. Yeah.
0: I mean, I I guess he rewarded people who were like him who had a similar management style, which you see a lot and well, uh, yep
1: and yeah. it doesn't hurt. This is me. this was my spin, right But when yeah. I read that he had given her um, tens of millions of dollars, and stock yeah. options, which vested right. immediately. It wasn't it a case of like
0: it wasn't four years or whatever. Yeah, it was immediately.
1: Hey, we're going to give you this money if you stick around for a few years and prove your worth, right. then you'll get all this money, right? Um, right. No, it was here's all the money, right? And so I was like, "Yep." Let's just take a look at who's getting all the money. And uh, so she was one of Forbes' 30 under 30, right? Oh wow, which, you know, impressive. Not stupid. Right. Doesn't hurt that she's beautiful.
0: I bet she was. was, Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Now she has a boyfriend-husband, but...
0: She got a job, like, out of college or something with with Better.com, or college or something like that. Maybe she had an MBA. I I honestly don't know. But she was young, and and he, like, promoted her uh, perhaps above her abilities.
1: Well... So uh, what I will say is that um, she served sort of as like his, I always want to call them commanders in chief, and that's not it. They have one at the White House, chief of chief staff. Chief of staff, yeah. Sort of, sort of chief of staff function, um, yeah. and I think she was officially like a product manager, but on on a thing that I found on her online, I forget where I found it, um, after a stint in commodities at Goldman Sachs, Noller joined fintech mortgage lender Better.com in 2017. She launched its business to business division, landing partnerships with Tesla, Ally Bank, and American Express. Those deals now make up nearly 50% of Better's revenue. Today, Noller manages. What does manages-
0: Tesla have to do with mortgages?
1: Uh, I think Elon Musk is just everywhere anymore. Um, oh, okay. Let's see. So those deals make up fifty percent of Better's revenue, which is a huge, huge, huge amount of uh, of revenue, right? So they went yeah. from ninety thousand a month to ninety million today. Wow! So that's very impressive, wow. right? It is impressive. And impressive, uh, and she she's sort of she didn't sort of she headed the. Division, the department that created those uh, Relationships well, and built Those strategies and you know Good for her so does it make sense that She got tens of millions of dollars Sure if she actually really maybe. Is the person who did this um, Or is she the person who gets the credit For what her team did because I maybe. hired Mary and Mary's the one that Negotiated that I mean, right, whatever I don't exactly. know Right
0: uh, maybe Maybe but she did it while bullying So yeah um, That's unfortunate. That's never good for a company. Um, And Garg has been sued by Goldman Sachs and some other companies that I don't know anything about for things like improper and fraudulent activity at two prior business ventures and a misappropriating, quote, tens of millions of dollars. So there are a lot of lawsuits about him, um, uh, including that he... Engaged in fraud, that he used ill gotten money and stolen technology to found better in the first place. His first business partner, Raza Khan, has alleged that Garg misappropriated both funds and proprietary software from their partnership to launch better.com. And another group of investors has also filed suit alleging diversion of funds through a venture capital firm founded by Garg called One Zero Capital. I think that's what it's called, One O one, Capital. In one deposition in 2019, oh, yeah, this is the good part. So his first business partner, Raza Khan, who was his friend and who was the best man at his wedding, um, he told him in a deposition where lawyers are sitting around the table. There's a, a court reporter or a snobber it's called. Uh, you're under oath. It's very serious. He told Raza Khan that he was going to staple him against a fucking wall and burn him alive.
1: Which, you know, again, creativity there.
0: <laughs> Why do you have to staple them
1: to the wall to Then burn them alive
0: That's a good point I hadn't thought about that That's very um, vivid
1: it's, it's So he obviously has angry. some
0: um, some sort of intelligence, although it probably is not related to managing companies. Um, and due to all the lawsuits, Morgan Stanley told Better.com that it would no longer work with him on an IPO. Um, around the same time, two members of the board resigned and the firm's outside counsel, counsel stopped working with Better as well. And after the Zoom fiasco, where they laid off 900 people um, in a really rude way, three top better employees resigned from the company. Marketing head, Melanie Hahn, PR head, Tanya Hare-Gilogli, and vice president of communications, Patrick Lenahan. Garg apologized to his staff over email on Tuesday for the way he handled the layoffs, saying that he failed to show the appropriate amount of respect and appreciation for individuals who are affected and for their contributions to better and then on Friday what happened on Friday Theo?
1: Oh, well, Friday of this week, so just a few days yeah. ago, uh somebody was placed on administrative leave. He's taking some time. <laughs> yeah. And so here's what happened. It's wonderful when you have a a volatile personality that creates a corporation and attracts a lot of attention and is Add disrupting money. an industry, right? Because that's what yeah. better.com did to the mortgage lending industry. They've streamlined yeah. the process and made it a lot easier. Um, so cool. But then that volatile personality surprise is volatile. And so once a business starts to get real and investors have put money in and expect money out, things yep. like... hmm. What uh, what Vishal has done, uh, just treating people like garbage. Pissing on your not staff. Not popular anymore. And so not, he's out. No. He, he's not coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah. He,
0: they said that uh, the, the board of directors said in an email that he's taking time off effective immediately and they have hired an outside firm to do a leadership and cultural assessment. Yeah. So chief financial officer is going to be managing the day-to-day decisions of the company, reporting to the board. Um, so it's a dude that the chief financial officer is a dude that Vishal Garg hired. So he probably yeah. has a similar management style, but he will be reporting to the board and I'm sure he's on
1: notice. Oh, well, he needs to be on notice. Uh, um, I will read you. Let's see, which, which one of the two first? Did you do you have the note from the board of directors? No. Okay, so here's what the board of directors sent out Friday to the entire employee family of Better.com, as well as investors. Good morning. Vishal and the board wanted to provide better employees an update given the very regrettable events over the last week. Vishal will be taking time off effective immediately. During this interim period, Kevin Ryan, a CFO, will be managing the day-to-day decisions of the company, and he will be reporting to the board. As well, this is the board letting future investors know, and current investors, that uh, the shit's over and done, and they've taken control. They are paying attention. As well, the board is engaged in an independent third-party firm to do a leadership and cultural assessment. The recommendations of assessment will be taken into account to build a long-term, sustainable, and positive culture at Better we have much work to do and we hope that everyone can refocus on our customers and support each other to continue to build a great company and a company yay 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 for us board of directors blah, blah, so blah. this guy that they have the cfo right yep um he after vishal laid off 900 people right um kevin ryan said to cnn having to conduct layoffs is gut-wrenching especially this time of year however A fortress balance sheet and a produced and focused workforce together set us up to play offense, going into a radically evolving home ownership market. And so it's, yeah, people, but um, money. People said money, money. And, you know, I get it. You have to have money. That's what businesses are all about, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But quite honestly, Vishal and Kevin, the CFO who's now the CEO or interim CEO, um, mm-hmm. have lost the focus of what's actually going on. And it's that yeah. people are involved.
0: Right, right. And lawyers were hovering as well um, because there's something called the Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act, which means that if you're going to lay people off, you need to give written notice to the workers 60 days before the layoffs, which often results in a 60-day um, you do? severance. And yeah. So that's why you often get 60 days severance when you're laid off. So, because but you get a 60-day
1: notice that layoffs are coming?
0: You you're supposed to get 60-day notice before you're actually laid off.
1: Yes. Wow, I've been laid off 3 times. Let me tell you, that has never been the case.
0: But you probably got at least 60 days severance, which is how they they slide that in. So your actual severance day is 60 days after because you're getting paid
1: oh, for 60 days. Oh, look how smart you are. So
0: initially when they laid off these 900 people, they only were going to give them a month worth of severance. <laughs> but to, to be legal, they had to extend it to 60 days. So the lawyers are no longer hovering um, around the ex-employees because the um, better.com has extended that severance to 60 days from one month. So that's good for the employees. And I guess it's good for better.com. Although they only wanted to give a month's severance, which kind of sucks. I mean, that's not very much at all. Um, I don't know uh, what kind of salary grade these people were, but a month kind of sucks.
1: A month sucks, yeah, especially at Christmas time. And
0: yeah, yeah, it's you know, really bad.
1: There's a lot of sadness there. and But I mean, you know, this, the, this type of a scenario isn't unique to better.com or Gargamel. No. It's. Target Definitely, trouble. I know. I did that on purpose, and I wasn't gonna like <laughs> highlight it. I was just gonna see, like, does she laugh? Does she get it? Smurf watcher, Smurf watcher. Um,
0: He's <laughs> babysit a kid who watched the Smurfs. I, I used to
1: watch the Smurfs, so <laughs> I'd get stoned and watch the Smurfs.
0: I was just um, gonna say. I was like, should I say that? And it was like, I know you're too old for the Smurfs, so I imagine you sitting there getting stoned and watching the Smurfs.
1: Oh yeah, so, that's oh, exactly that's... what I did. Um, <laughs> and they were boring even then um, uh, they were the but, worst but whatever about the Smurfs um, but you know right. it's like we all know somebody who's been laid off and there's been a tragic you know situation I know a woman that worked 20 years for the same company in the oh same God, it, it, small small company right it was a tour yeah. and travel company in LA sightseeing company uh, but uh-huh. she you know she went from like a tour guide to VP of Whatever it was, I see. Right, um, and they laid her off, and they gave her two weeks severance.
0: Holy shit, that's rude. That's like yeah. insult after injury or whatever.
1: Uh huh. Yep, it is that's terrible. Wow. So these, you know, these stories are not uncommon. I. What's hopeful, what's interesting, is sort of this cultural shift of people and work. Hopefully. You know, um.
0: Vishal Garg himself got a bonus in 2020 of 25 million dollars based on his 2020 performance. So he wasn't hurting, or he isn't hurting, while all these people are being laid off. And um, the former employees say uh, that the colleagues that have stayed on, the ones that were not laid off, are being asked to take pay cuts and are not receiving bonuses. And that during the pandemic, even though they were remote, the employees who were customer facing were forced to clock in breaks at exactly 15 minutes and 30 minutes. So it sounds like a really shitty place to work. Just oh yeah, no, it doesn't
1: sound doesn't sound fun. Clearly, it is. Um, I yeah. do know that they grew rather um, aggressively, which is probably part of the reason for this layoff. Uh, yeah. Starting with the pandemic, or since the pandemic, uh, they yeah. hired an additional two thousand people, which is too many people to hire all at once.
0: That's a lot of people. In the it was of like the over, year. over 2020. Yeah. And the market has been expanding rapidly. But after um, 18 months of rapid expansion, the, driven by. Allegedly, historic, historically lower interest rates. The market is now expected to contract, so um, that's the reason that that was given for the layoff, including that Better's automation efforts. And I don't know what this means. I mean, I know what it means, but it, automation efforts mean fewer manual processes and a business that is more machine driven. I don't know what that looks like. I'm I calling bullshit on that one. But sure, Vishal.
1: Uh, uh, no, it sounds. It sounds future, and that's a fishing. Yeah. That's bait for. Future investors to come into the company yeah. like, oh, they've got more going on. But what he doesn't realize yet is he is now so toxic that he cannot yeah. be involved if this company Not wants to become a regular. Com- I mean, he could take the money and run. That I bet he does. What I would do. I bet
0: he takes the money and starts another company is probably what will happen.
1: Well, yes. And isn't this interesting, Juliet, that, you've, that you bring that up and phrase it that way? Because let me share a little bit with you about okay. Vishal Garg um, okay. and how he came to Better.com. And All right, cool. What, where's this idea of taking the money and starting a new company? Well, yeah, um, Yes, because that's exactly what he has always done. So uh, Vishal was born in India and moved to Queens with his parents when he was seven years old, uh, Friends from high school will say that he was an entrepreneur even in high school. He would buy Cliff Notes and then sell them at school for uh, increased cost, right? And uh, he had a friend in high school, a guy named Raza Khan, and he and Raza both went to NYU um, and their friendship continued into college. And um, Vishal was really good with numbers and kind of business strategy, and Raza was just really good with tech. And so together, because they were at college dealing with loans yeah. and all of yeah. that, they they recognized that there was an issue around student loans. And they started a company called My Rich Uncle. Um, they started it in 2000 and it ran until about 2007. Uh, they started it with a $30,000 investment from Raza's brother They did $320 million in student loans. Wow. And everything was going great for them until the 2008 financial crisis forced Uh, My Rich Uncle into bankruptcy. Um, Wow. So that kind of sucks. But because they had started one business and because they had made money off of loans, right? And because the financial crisis was... A result of subprime mortgage lending loans. Mm-hmm. Very similar type of construct to student loans. Because uh, yeah. you, you can get a loan to go to college and not have a job.
0: Yeah, yeah. This totally. is the promise
1: of you're going to stay alive to pay that loan off.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. Hi, Fannie Mae. I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> okay. So in a crisis driven by subprime mortgages, the pair spotted an opportunity by building on software models developed at My Rich Uncle, developed by Raza, they believe they could analyze mortgage portfolios and identify loans that were wrongly made. For example, a borrower, here I'm still reading, for example, a borrower never had the means to pay off their loan or, home appraisal, uh, or the home appraisal was grossly inflated. In those cases, investors could sue the banks that had issued and sold the bad loans, potentially recouping some of their losses all right, that's cool. So that's their business, right? The thing that drove them out of business, the financial crisis uh, started by the subprime mortgage. They're sort of in the mix now, helping people, helping companies find ways to get some of their money back from banks. And uh, this went on for about three years until about 2013 when Raza noticed that the finances weren't adding up and there seemed to be about 3 million missing dollars. Uh-uh. And so he sued Vishal. Um, now, he says, Raza says that Vishal stole the algorithm from my rich uncle that was later turned into this algorithm that helped people, help companies deal with the subprime crisis. I'm, I'm getting too lost in all of the blah, yeah, because I, I don't care, okay, right? Sure. So they had the you one say. company that was My Rich Uncle Student Loans and they had the other company that dealt with Banks and Loans, right? Yeah. And he's saying that Vishal stole that software and stole some money and started Better.com and kind of iced uh, him out. So he stole okay. some money and he stole my idea and he started his own business and he didn't tell me about it and I'm suing him. And so... Vishal has called his former business partner a total charlatan who used to be my best friend. He wow. has denied um taking money, right? And um he said to Ah, daily.com, if you're gonna do another hit job, you might as well. So meaning he was speaking to a reporter and is rather defensive. So it's ugly. And uh The guy that he was going to staple to a wall is Raza Khan and then set Raza on fire. Um, Yeah. So there seems to be a little bit of history around accusations of stealing money, taking money, and starting new businesses. So what you said was not only prophetic, but seemingly on brand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, I, I bet that's what happens because I, he doesn't really know how to do anything else. He doesn't know how to run a company once he started one, obviously. So he, the only thing he knows how to do is to start a company, and he may be very good at that. Um, maybe his attitude and his his just demeanor is is um, useful in starting a company, but it's not useful in running a company.
1: Exactly, and there are those people who can start a business, have great business ideas and yep. then they can't run it and at a certain Should point not be
0: anywhere near it after a certain point yeah
1: a successful entrepreneur and i will quote a friend yep. i know when to get out of the way
0: right yeah that's the key it really yep. is so well, let's talk about the apology um yeah the guard wrote a letter to his employees on tuesday posted on the company website um which is interesting. And he said, team, I want to apologize for the way I handled the layoffs last week. I failed to show the appropriate amount of respect and appreciation for the individuals who were affected and for their contributions to better. I owned the decision to do the layoffs, but in communicating it, I blundered the execution in doing so. I embarrassed you. I realize that the way I communicated this news made a difficult situation worse. I am deeply sorry, and I am committed to learning from this situation and doing more to be the leader that you expect me to be. At Better, your dedication, focus, and expertise are essential in the vital work we are doing to unlock the value, joy, and opportunity of homeownership for our customers across the country. I couldn't be more grateful for all you are accomplishing for the customers we serve." We will talk more at our upcoming all-hands meeting about what to expect for the year ahead. I hope you'll join me for the discussion. We are also taking fast steps to make sure we are very transparent and aligned as a company on the goals for 2022, the metrics that matter most, and how we can all work together even better to serve our customers and achieve our mission. I believe in you. I believe in better. And I believe that working together, we can make home ownership better together. Thank you, Vishal. So somebody wrote that for him.
1: Uh, he might have written that himself, but I'm going to say, like, um, yeah, not impressed, right? Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's sort of like, how can you believe anything this guy says about the quality yeah. of the work that you're doing as an employee when he let 900 other people go and then basically said that they were shit?
0: Yeah, and the, the people that are left over are shit too and and the, they're all dumb dolphins. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it's this is just this email or this letter is just lip service. It's pretty clear. It's just bullshit. And um there's he's not going to be at the upcoming all-hands meeting now because he's being placed on administrative leave. So good. Hopefully the all-hands meeting which should be very interesting goes well. Um, I don't and know, hopefully gets recorded
1: lot. and put out online so that we can see it.
0: <laughs> I bet it will. Because when this all happened, I was on TikTok as I am 90% of my life now. And I saw the, um, the Zoom meeting on TikTok uh-huh. where Vishal was laying people off. And uh, I bet somebody is going to record the all hands just like they did the, the layoff meeting. So I look forward to seeing that um, maybe next week.
1: Yeah. If, so, uh, if I was the board of better.com. I yeah. would really hire some fucking smart people and I would get yeah. the shit figured out real fast because anything you say yeah. or do moving forward here's where they're gonna call us after we drop this episode. And be like, <laughs> hey guys, please help us figure this out.
0: Help us. You obviously know how to do this. Uh so just for an apology, I rate it uh two.
1: How funny, because I also rated a two, and the only reason I'm giving it a two is because he says sorry twice. So I just figured I'd give him. (laughs) He's not sorry at all. (laughs) Fuck him. You know. Yeah. um, I I mean, again, I will say I get the impulse, and and maybe seemingly even the need to be the person who delivers the bad news. Right. Yeah. I'm a grown-up. It's my company. I made this decision. My responsibility. My responsibility. Yes. Could have been handled much differently and better. Yes. Right? And maybe yep. you allow your people to do the, the layoff. Right? You do your line managers so that your boss is giving you the bad news and you're getting all the hugs. Right? Um, yeah. And then send out a little email video of you yes. saying nice things. Right? Yes. That would work. It, I mean, it's just not yeah, hard. Totally. So better <laughs> it's when you're... When you contact us, are your phone numbers on our website? Uh, yes, yes, we will help you.
0: We'd like tens of million dollars in stock options, please, that invest immediately.
1: Oh, yeah, please. I mean, come on. Hi. We understand you hand out stock options left, right, and center, so we expect them.
0: Yeah. And assuming they're still going to go public, which I, I believe has been postponed now.
1: Uh, oh, yes, would... it has. Yes, it has. <laughs> and that's another move, and it's a smart yep. one, right? Yeah. They need to dial it back. They need to allow some time to happen. But also, the investors aren't that excited to jump no. into better.com because this shit no. could disappear in a minute.
0: I mean, really, this company is obviously not being well managed. So, who would want to invest?
1: Exactly. Right. And people
0: are unhappy. They're, they're handling also, everything
1: poorly. There's a lot of yeah. lawsuits out there around the CEO. And so, yep. hmm, and a lot of those yep. lawsuits allege stealing money. So he what's going to happen? Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: So they're doing I'm the going to say, mm-hmm, Damage okay. control. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So okay, who who's saw sorry this now? coming? <laughs> yeah, nobody. Who's sorry now, Theo? Have you got a who's sorry now or an apology is expected?
1: I have a who's sorry now. Um and my who's okay, sorry now is the Disney Corporation. So Ooh. Yes. As For many reasons, but way back in the day, I had a job at Disney. I was an admin assistant in the marketing department at Disneyland, and I started off um, as a temp, and my boss liked me and wanted to hire me, and so I went through a bunch of hurdles to get actually hired by Disney. And one of those hurdles was getting through the HR department, because they just uh, made—there were things you had to do. You had to type so many words a minute— Right, Ugh, um, yeah. I had to take typing tests so like get my speed uh-huh. up. Right, and then that was uh-huh. really it. It was like you've got to type more than sixty words a minute accurately. Okay, cool. So I got right. to that point, and whatever, I got hired. Yay! Um, but it, it was a process. Yeah. But when I first joined Disney, I didn't want to be there. It was just a paycheck. I was a temp. I was just showing up and doing my thing. Right, but I, I got to yeah. know the people and I liked them. And they, I remember when they hired me, my boss said. You know, this time next year, you're going to turn around and you're going to realize all of your friends are Disney people. All of your clothing is Disney. Everything you do is going to be centered around the company and you're going to be very happy about it. And I was like, I'm a gypsy poet who smokes pot on the beach. I am (laughs) not going to... And a year later... It was true. I referred to things as inside outside. So if you didn't work at Disney, you worked on the outside. That was the whole world.
0: Oh wow! Right. Wow. If you
1: worked at Disney, you were inside. If you're a cast member, you were inside. Um, wow. We had a thing called the Mickey check, where when you were getting dressed and throwing on your clothes to go out to go to the grocery store or to go out to party or whatever, right? You were just leaving the house on your time off. You would stand in the mirror and you'd have to make sure you weren't wearing more than three Mickey Mouse anythings because you would have like (laughs) a blue denim shirt with a small Mickey logo on it. Right. You might be wearing a hat with Donald Duck on it. You might be wearing a watch. Watches were big with a Mickey thing on it. No more than three Mickeys. The Mickey check. Wow. And it's true. All of my friends, like outside of my friend Terry. um, Yeah. And Jody. Right. Uh, Yeah. All my other friends worked at Disney. I dropped wow. all of my all of my outside friends. I quit smoking wow. pot on the beach. Right, I quit writing bad wow. poetry at dawn. I never did it at dawn. Um, so cool, and then and that happened in a year. Or so three years later, I got um, a call to come down to the head office. And it was a call that I was dreading because word was on the street that layoffs were coming. And everybody, and I I worked on a floor with 300 people, right? Uh, And the building was like four stories. Uh, I was as Disney as they came, right? Wow. Um, And everyone was just sitting at their desk waiting for their phone to ring. And you could, it was open oh. cube situation, right? High walls, yeah. but open cube. Yeah. If you stood up, you could look around and see everybody. And sure. you would hear somebody's phone ring. And oh. then you would see them get up and walk down the hall. And it happened wow. all day long. And I made it up to lunch. And at lunch, Gee. I was like, all right, I think I'm going to make it. And I got called after lunch. And I walked down the hall. And oh. um. I won't say her name. She was a very nice lady. I liked her. And she was very sweet. And she told me I was laid off. And I started to cry. And Aww. she felt bad. Right? And she wanted me to know it wasn't anything personal. It wasn't job-related. It wasn't performance-related. And they were going to help me. And they were going to do this, that, and she was, she she was a VP. Um, and, and I was a nothing. I mean, I, I say that yeah. with all due respect to me and how marvelous I <laughs> am. She, right. i was nothing to her yeah um yeah. but i was admin assistant jesus right. um but she you know she said i could use her as a reference and she would personally Aww. help me find jobs right and Aww. so that was great and then she said now you just have to step into this room over here and meet with some of these job placement counselors who are going to help you learn to build a resume or improve your resume and la la la. And there's some benefit things you have to meet with and understand it's some yeah. forms you have to sign. And I said, I wanna go home right now. Yeah. And I can do this later. And she said, no, you have to do it now. And I said, no, wow. and I was, I was in such a state of shock and emotional everything, right? Cause I was being kicked yeah. outside, yeah. outside. Right. It wasn't right. no longer inside. And uh, I just, I couldn't, I needed time to process, but they wow. forced me. And I say, when I say forced, I mean, it took them 20 minutes to get me to get inside that room. Right. Wow. And I sat down with a woman who smiled and said a lot of things in English, which is the language that I speak. And, and yeah. I none of it meant a thing. Right. Wow. And I just said to her, look, I know you have a job to do and you're really lucky that you have that job to do. I don't have a job to do right now, so why don't you just give me the forms and I'll sign them, and then I'm going to go find a job, right? Right? And she was like, "Well, right. oh, we don't want you to feel this way about it." And la la la. And it was like, there is one way to feel about uh, it, and it's let me sign the forms and yeah. get out of there. And so then I yeah. left uh, the room, uh, the second yeah. room, right? right? And I walked back to my cube and got my stuff. And of course, I had moved into my cube, so I had sure. a lot of personal effects. Sure. And so I got a box and I filled up all of my toys and all of my, my photos and mementos and I, just everything, right? And then I took the box because uh, I had to walk out to my car and uh, Choby, the security guy, who was a really nice guy, yeah. was standing there waiting yeah. to walk me out, right? Oh! Instead, Choby had to wait another 30 minutes while I walked around and said goodbye to everybody. Because oh. these were my friends. These were people that right. I knew and that I liked and that I respected. I wasn't going around saying, fuck this place and fuck them and fuck that. I saying, thank right. you very much. It was, a, it was a pleasure to work with you. Right?
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah. It, it, to everybody. And it was part of delaying the inevitable of, I'm going to have to go outside and go to my car and then be like, oh, I don't have a job. You know, thank right. God I'm like 22. Super attractive. So I'll get a job. No problem. Right. Um, But, you know, and I was like, and I'll just get a job at Disney. I'll just keep coming back. Um, And that did not happen. Um, uh, Life went a different direction. But uh, I think forcing employees who say they are not ready to go sit down with a job counselor, um, you should be allowed to go home. So Disney owes me an apology for forcing me to do something that I was not prepared to do. And the paperwork that I signed, I, you know, an attorney, I think, would take that and be like, Mm. Yeah, you know he didn't know what he was doing when he did this. Anyway, it doesn't matter because that was five years ago. Wow! So over and done now.
0: Five years ago, it was more and than five years ago.
1: Twenty-seven. How dare you?
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never been laid off. I took a a deal to leave early, I guess, or whatever. I'll leave voluntarily. It was called voluntary something or other. um that i was eligible for at this company i'd worked for for like 15 or 20 years i don't know how long it was 15 years i think
1: Um, you worked there for 15 years
0: i worked there for 15 years and then this opportunity came up for me to take this early thing and i was like sure because they were going to give me a year's salary plus a bunch of other shit so um so i took it and ran and then i didn't work for the next year and just traveled around the country it was great
1: okay see Um, so that's the mistake you should have taken all that money and put it in the bank and then gotten two jobs and started working immediately.
0: <laughs> that
1: sounds like a dream. You just took the money and lived for a year and traveled did. and did it things.
0: Was great. Oh. I great. Me and my dog, Josie, we traveled around the Southwest and we went paddle boarding everywhere. It was great. We went paddle boarding in all the different Southwest states. And well, she didn't do the paddle boarding. I did the paddle boarding. She did a lot of walking <laughs> around, but, um, but it was fun. I, I, I am really grateful that I had the opportunity to do that. So yay. Um, All right, so I have an apologies expected, and it is related to last week's apologies expected. Um, I mentioned last week that I was expecting an apology from the North Beach restaurant Hilda and Jesse, which refused service, if you remember, to three uniformed on-duty police officers because their weapons made employees nervous. And this week, they apologized. So in their apology, they said, we made a mistake and apologized for the unfortunate incident on Friday when we asked members from the SFPD to leave our restaurant. And police officers uh, told the NBC Bay Area that they were shocked to hear about what had happened, and they said that North Beach tends to be very officer-friendly, which it probably is because it's pretty upscale. So I predicted an apology, and it came true in less than a week. I'm proud of myself.
1: You have an accurate read on.
0: (laughs) So, yay, I win.
1: Hey, you win.
0: I win the podcast today.
1: (laughs) So, are you gonna go uh, and eat at that restaurant?
0: I um, no, (laughs) no. Maybe if they didn't apologize, I would go. But since they did apologize, now they can. They're on their own.
1: Well, I've got to say, the last thing you want to do when you're a business is piss, is piss off, the, off cops. the cops. Yeah. For sure. And, the, yeah. and, and uh, Vishal, if you're listening to this, truly, the last thing you want to do is piss off the cops.
0: <laughs> so with that advice, I think we'll uh, close our podcast for today. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Yes. And we will see you next week.
1: With Christmas
0: christmas yay all right bye everybody bye everyone bye